Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target, are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill. Thank you for listening to this DuPont Media production, available on all major podcast platforms. This is Rod Peterson On Demand. Tonight, I think that the Oilers will come out and beat Toronto, because they have to. How about that? Johnny Toronto over here, because you're going to tell me that the Leafs are going to win, of course. I I just think Toronto's got more depth throughout the lineup than anything does. And when Austin Matthews isn't playing well... You've got still a really good hockey team that steps up. If McDavid and Dreisaitl aren't going for the Oilers, then they're just not going to be as productive and they're not going to win. This is the Rod Peterson Show. Certainly is. Good day, Canada. Welcome to the RP Show. I'm just sharing. Don't mind me. On my Facebook feed here. Uh, Rod here. Darren Moose DuPont there. It's Canada's daytime sports talk show, and we welcome in our American friends and those all around the world of Canadian sports. Are you ready to roll? Always. Okay. Always. Big day today. One guest per hour. Peter Labardi is with us in hour one. He of the Calgary Flames radio crew. Whoa, what happened <laughs> I saw there? It too. I loved it. That was, <laughs> was cool. kind of neat. Can we get one of those? Peter Labardius from the Calgary Flames radio crew coming up in hour one. And in hour two, Brad Kraft of the Saskatchewan Rattlers. He is the CEO of this province's CEBL basketball team, Canadian Elite Basketball League. You all have a team for the most part across this land. Let's think about it. You got your Hamilton Honey Badgers. You have your Edmonton Stingers. You have your Niagara River Lions, Ottawa Blackjacks. Montreal's getting a team for sure. Yep. Winnipeg wants a team. Fraser Valley Bandits. So we're going to have the CEO of the Rattlers on, and then hopefully as we move into the spring, we'll have every team represented here on the program. But those are the guests today. Peter Labardius, Lou, and uh, Brad Kraft. Let's get to the quick six show topic. Horn, please. Thank you. I see all the comments are coming in from those across the land, and, and we will certainly get to them. I have to say that I didn't watch a lot of hockey last night, Darren, and here's why. I was doing podcasts. Have you noticed? Yeah, you've been busy. All across the land, I was guesting on podcasts. New York City. I think I was in New Westminster last night, Lethbridge, and I did a lot of recovery work last night. Recovery work with people. And when you are dealing with people's lives, it's not stressful necessarily but it's draining Mm -hmm. do you know what i mean i can imagine you're dealing with people's lives right here it's draining not in a bad way but by 9 15 i'm like oh the golden knights are dropping the puck canada's team the golden knights of vegas are dropping the puck against mini (sighs) i'm out i know i was almost in that spot because it I, I was here late, and so I didn't get home till almost 7, and I'm like, oh, I missed the first hour of the Leafs and Oilers. Right. Then I look and realize it's at 9, and I was <laughs> so kind of disappointed. I'm like, I'm going to have to stay up. What do you people in the East do? You people in the East, how do you watch the Leafs at 10 o'clock at night? I know. I don't know how you do it. Till 12.30 or 1 o'clock. <clears throat> so, anyways, 
I'm going to get to the leftovers, but our poll question today, given Monday night's NHL results, who's the worst team in the Scotia North Division right now? Who's the worst team in the Scotia North Division? Your options are Calgary, Montreal, Ottawa, or Vancouver. What are they saying on Facebook? It's a tie. 37% are saying Ottawa and Calgary at 37%. Yeah, it's a tie. Ottawa on Twitter leads by a nose over the Calgary Flames. And Ottawa clubbed the Flames last night 5-1 in the nation's capital. And I'll be honest, this Flames swoon, they won two games on this six-game roadie. It's like uh, McDonald's to me. I'm loving it. I don't like the Calgary Flames. They know why. They don't like me. And uh, to see the swoon that they're in, I'm loving it. So I didn't put them in my leftovers at all. Here are my five leftovers from Monday night. Brought to you by Tupperware. The Oilers are not in the Leafs class, FYI, says Captain Obvious. Do you want to give some thoughts? What was it? Four nothing was the three. Fun? Three nothing. Yeah. Oh, they did all their scoring in the first period. All then of you it. can go to bed. All of it. They were very convenient and very respectful efficient. last night. Very efficient. Mike Smith came in after that opening period. Koskinen let in two goals in the first two shots of the game. The Leafs don't put a lot of pucks on net, but they do control a lot of the play. That's what I've noticed. But their defensive play has become a lot better. Very quiet defensively. Um, so there's a lot more structure to this Leafs game, and it's good to see. And as we talked about, you know, if McDavid and Drysaddle aren't going, the Oilers really have a sharp drop off after that. I know the depth has been scoring a lot more during their streak. And that's a big reason, but it's because McDavid and Drysaddle have been going as well. And when they stop, when they stop producing, there's a big drop off for Edmonton. Connor looked frustrated last night. Mm-hmm. You saw him took two bad minutes in the offensive zone, cross-checking the guy in front of the net. That's not good for the Oilers. But my point is, the Oilers are not in the Leafs class. That's very clear. I've stopped making jokes about the Leafs. I think we all have us Leaf haters, because you're a Leaf fan, and I. my second leftover is that they had better win the Stanley Cup. They'd better win it, because you're proving that you're the best team in the regular season, no doubt. And uh, I saw Clark on Twitter going off about the Leafs, and I sent him a meme of Chris Jones. You saw it, right? Mm-hmm. Win with class. Win with class. And Clark says, I'm not bragging. And I don't think he was bragging. But I know, Leafs, you've never been here before. I know that. But try to act like you've been here before. Yeah, don't spike, That's the, foot- all. Don't spike the football unless it's the Super Bowl. <laughs> no, and that goes for the fans, too. Oh, I could go on about this all day. From the viewers, Jason and Red Deer, the flames are being eaten like leftovers. Uh, Jeff, the Stamps fan, it's time to break out the paper bags in Calgary. Ooh. Oh, yeah, it's bad. And I have my thoughts on that, but I'm not going to spend any more time on that. Let's talk positive things. Let's do it. Other than, as I put in my leftovers, how could the Pagulas, the family that owns the Buffalo Bills and the Buffalo Sabres, have fixed the Bills and get them to host a playoff game in the NFL after 20-plus years of futility? But they can't? They've botched the Sabres? I don't understand. Because I've worked in different sports at high levels. The concepts are all the same. You know that. Treat your people well. Treat your people well. Treat your people well. Draft well. Have some integrity. There's your five. If you want to know why some teams are perennially losing, they've forgotten those key concepts. It doesn't matter the sport. And probably the corporation, too. Right? Treat your people well. 
Anyways, and then Vegas, they came back uh, and won in overtime, but I was like into my third dream by then. I had a dream last night. I was attacked by a mouse. <laughs> it just came what? to me. Oh, yeah, it's a long story. I have a phobia. Mine's mice. Mine's snakes. If you can, really? Yeah, I heard you say that. But Ye- Yellowstone freaked you out in yeah, that episode. A little there. bit. Anyways, <clears throat> we'll continue uh, with our quick six show topics. Those were my Monday night NHL leftovers here on Tuesday morning. How about point two? The Blue Jays tied the Pittsburgh Pirates 2-2. Obviously, we can't watch the game because it's Canada. And it's Sportsnet, so none of us were able to watch the game. So I'm like, a tie? And by the way, I'm not interested in sitting and refreshing Twitter to see what's going on in the game. I'm just not going to watch. I'm just going to catch the highlights in the morning on SportsCenter, which is what I did. I didn't even know they tied until this morning when I turned on SportsCenter. And I'm like, a tie? How un-American is that? You couldn't go into extra innings? What else you got to do? It's a pandemic. Play 10, 11, 12 innings. Who cares? But I see our traction, uh, our, our commentary yesterday about sports not, not airing Blue Jays games is getting some traction. They're playing the Phillies today, and there's no broadcast of it by either team. What the hell is going on? There's got to be more to it than meets the eye. Has to be. I mean, even in the Canadian Football League, there's a broadcast. When, when there's no preseason, the teams get together and put on a live stream. The riders would step up and do a live stream of the game. If T- sometimes, you know, sometimes or the sometimes. Calgary Stampeders have done that. If TSN's not picking up the preseason, you'd yeah. I'm I'm really shocked that the Jays aren't doing something. Hang on with the comments, and I will uh, we'll get to them. But this is our time. And then Lou comes in next segment. This is the warm-up for the Four Seasons Sports Palace. Come in and warm up at the Four Seasons. You're home for the NHL and UFC. Somebody has to come out and speak on behalf of the teams. You know, today's sports, they don't feel they need to say anything, and they don't say anything. But you should say something. Blue Jays, how do you feel about the fact that your preseason games aren't being broadcast? Can you release a statement? And people think that, oh, well, it's Rogers. They own the Blue Jays. They own Sportsnet. They'll just work it out. Well, they're not working it out. Do you understand how these companies work? Rogers is like mom and dad, and Blue Jays and SportsCenter are like the kids, and you could go to mom and dad to complain about the other, but you're not going to do that because mom and dad are just going to say, you sort it out amongst yourselves, you guys. And so then it's like, fine. And they're not sorting anything out, and now the games aren't being broadcast. That's my read on the situation. And also, can somebody speak on behalf of pro sports now? Because I don't understand the mentality. You mentioned the Riders doing a live stream. And one year they did, and it went very well. But we had the green and white game at SMF Field in Saskatoon, and Vince Young was quarterbacking for the Saskatchewan Rough Riders. And I said, I got down on my knees and begged the Riders, can we live stream this on Facebook? Can we please, please, it's Vince Young's quarterbacking, guys. And they're like, no. Why not? Because. No, 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 but, but, but why? I need to know why. No. Of course, they knew me well enough to know that I would just, once the game started, turn my phone on and start putting it on Facebook. So they put somebody in the booth right beside me to ensure that I didn't do it. <laughs> and were you at that game with Vince yeah. Young quarterbacking? Do you remember how many people were there? It was packed. They jammed the stands. There were five, six people deep around the end zones to watch Vince Young. And the riders, I think, were saying, if you want to come watch Vince Young, come to the park. 
Well, I don't think anybody's coming from Austin, Texas to watch a green and white game, so can we please show this? But they didn't want to do it. I never got an explanation why they didn't want to do it. And maybe that's like the Blue Jays now. They don't want to air it because why? I don't know. They're not explaining it. I know. That's my story on that. I don't get inside the heads of teams now. I don't get it. Uh, point three, the Raptors got roaned again. I'm not going to spend much time on that, but they're not playing tonight again because of a... Wasn't good. Nobody had it, right? There was a threat that somebody might have had it. C- close contact. Yeah, so let, yeah. yeah, right. So let's shut down the whole damn thing. Sure. Yeah. Point four, the dub cleared to play in BC. <laughs> Big news yesterday. Huge. Every division in the Western Hockey League now cleared to go. They're going in Alberta. Soon they will out here in the East and Washington and now British Columbia. So bravo, BC and Dr. Bonnie Henry. Uh, point five. You know, we didn't really get into this much yesterday because it dropped during this show, but J.J. Watt has signed with the Arizona Cardinals, and Director Jordan, if you've watched any of our social media feeds, turned it into a what would you, a music video. Yeah. And that bad move for Watt. And we don't necessarily think it's a bad move for J.J. Watt. right? And pro players, including Eddie Steele, Longtime veteran in the CFL wrote us and said, it's not a bad move. It's $23 million guaranteed. And it's like, if it's all about the money, if that's all that we're doing here, why didn't he just stay in Houston then if he didn't care about winning? Right? Right. And, and that's we, – we just go to the extremes, right? And we just say, because it's not Green Bay, because it's not Buffalo, because it's not Kansas City, because it's not, you know, Tampa Bay, dumb move. He's never going to win a Lombardi. Well, the Arizona Cardinals were a pretty good football team for a while last year. Like, they were a top-five team in the NFL yeah. for a while. They've got one of the top-tier quarterbacks in Kyler Murray, and he, you know, really adds another big piece to that defense. J.J. Watt's got a lot of gas left in the tank. He's not the number one or two defensive lineman in the NFL anymore. He's not top-five, but he's there, and this makes them a better team. DeAndre, Hop- sure. DeAndre Hopkins is still a top wide receiver. They've got weapons. They very much are in the mix. They're maybe not top three to win a Super Bowl, but they're in the mix of teams that are capable of winning Super Bowls. So, J.J. Watt to the Cardinals. Uh, I'm mixing in a few more of the comments here. Jeff, the Stamps fan, says, Watching Vince Young in 2017 is like watching Paul Anka in 2017. Just not worth it anymore. Uh, well, why was, this, why was it packed then? Why was there so much interest to watch Vince Young? Donald Mitchell, our Navy friend watching from Bahrain, says sometimes you just need to ask for forgiveness instead of asking for permission. Don, I'd done that for 20 years. It was getting old on both sides. I'm tired of getting 40 lashes, man. It wasn't worth it anymore. I'm like, okay, you win. Yeah. We don't pay for quality, though, when it comes to Vince Young. We don't pay for What's that about talent. That? It's about entertainment. It's about, it's about buzz. Entertainment buzz. They're selling buzz. It's exactly what it's but about. But they don't really get that anymore, and they don't understand it anymore, and, but that's their thing. Lauren in Kamloops, British Columbia, is watching and says, no one seems to know the details of the WHL return to play in BC. They had proposed a bubble in Kamloops and Kelowna. Here's what I've learned about the dub return to play, and for that matter, any, any league. We are all, and you people are on a need-to-know basis. You don't need to know. I don't need to know. That's why I'm, I'm lumping myself in with you. The teams are meeting with the government. This is highly, highly, highly sensitive stuff. And although we're very 
Inquisitive. You know, curiosity killed the cat, right? Mm -hmm. I don't think we want to die. So you'll get the details as they come forward. That's all. And that's the most that I can say about that. Is that fair? Absolutely. And then the sixth topic in the Quick Six Show topics is Bob Irving calls out TSN. I saw. You saw that, eh? Yeah. Bob Irving, the longtime Hall of Fame voice of the Winnipeg Blue Bombers. He has been calling Bomber games for exactly as long as I've been alive. Look it up. And so he says, how come TSN is getting all giddy over the J.J. Watt signing, but they don't cover the CFL at all? They don't care. There's been no coverage of where Enoch Mwamba will sign. And uh, I don't know. We've only been saying that every day for 433 days. But because Bob Irving says that it's front page news. And I love the man like an uncle. Believe me, when I got (laughs) from my last job, Bob was one of the first guys to call. So, hey, I get with Bob. But what I'm saying is he's not saying anything different than what we're saying. Why does TSN ignore this league that they pay so much money for? We were just talking about it yesterday. So I'm just, I'm just bringing it to light. I don't have any commentary on what Bob said. You must. It seems like you have an opinion. Yeah. Always. I mean, TSN's mandate, they're not a public broadcaster, right? So it's not about making sure everybody gets coverage. They want to talk about the things that people care about and want to talk about. And clearly, whatever research they've done and, you know, what their best kind of assessment is that more people care about J.J. Watt, it's a bigger deal in this country than a signing in the Canadian Football League. It's, it's a telling tale, but that's what they feel if that's what they're leading with. What they lead with on SportsCenter is what they think is the most important topic of that day to their audience. That's why they lead with it, right? And then you hope that people will stay for the great news and the next piece of great news, and they'll stay throughout the whole show. If you start with your worst piece of news, you're going to lose your audience and nobody's going to stick around for the rest well, of the show. So they clearly think J.J. Watt is more interesting. From the viewers, what we've got to speed this up. A patrolman, Pete, says, I love Knuckles, but you can't expect TSN to hype the CFL when the league hasn't played in nearly a year and a half. He says this is why the CFL needs to play this year. But it's seeming like they won't. And from Don Mitchell, he said, TSN has been called out so many times for its lack of CFL coverage that they don't care. That is very clear, isn't it? Extremely clear. And uh, lastly, Bob in Grand Prairie says, but Rod, you picked the Flames for first place at the beginning. Yeah, I know. I know. That's how much I believe in them. And by the way, nobody's saying they don't have talent. But I'm very happy to be wrong on this. I said, I picked Calgary to be number one, and I hate them. That's how much I believed in them. And now look at this fiasco. Well, Lou joins us next, and we're not going to Put him on the grill, that's for sure. But we'll, we'll get his take on things. Peter Labardi is coming up. This has been the uh, warm-up. You're watching the RP Show on Game Plus TV across all 10 provinces and 31 states. Live daily on YouTube and Facebook. And live 24-hour sports talk at rodpeterson.com. Listen live. Head to youtube.com slash the Rod Peterson Show now. You gotta subscribe. Click the subscribe button for all the content you may have missed. Support for the Rod Peterson Show is brought to you by Manscaped, who is the best in men's below-the-waist grooming. Dupes, have I told you about Manscaped? (laughs) You've started to. I've had it for a week. Let me tell you, we've been doing it wrong. 
We have. Yeah, ask me why. Yeah, why? Because <laughs> I don't know where to start. I used to have to use two razors. Did I tell you that? I was doing an acrobatic act over the toilet and the sink. I had a big hair trimmer. I had a face shaver. None of those were made for below-the-waist grooming. That's a safety hazard. <sighs> don't tell anybody, but I don't have to worry about it anymore because the Lawnmower 3.0 is specifically designed for men's below-the-waist grooming and... Your introductory package comes with a pair of boxer briefs, which I gave to you. Yes, not worn, I hope. <laughs> <laughs> no, I pulled them out of the package. When you order yours, you'll get a pair of underwear. This was a large, didn't fit me, so I gave them to you. You're welcome. Thank you. And it also comes with anti-chafing lotion. Where has this been all our lives? I know. So I used to get those nicky things. You must have too. <laughs> nick yourself. Yes. And you're bleeding. Doesn't happen. Because the Lawnmower 3.0 comes with a cutting edge ceramic blade to reduce grooming accidents. Man, Manscaped <laughs> calls them. So, what more do you want to know? When you, when you use the Lawnmower 3.0, you use the anti shaving cream, you leave the house feeling like you've just left a spa. The chafing, that's the worst, right? Rubbing between the legs. Anti-chafing lotion, 20% off with the promo code FANSIDED20. That's 20% off with free shipping at manscaped.com and use code FANSIDED20. Hey, honey, can you get one of the kids to show me how this Twitter thing works? Honey, I need to get on Instagram. Time for more of the Rod Peterson Show. It certainly is. And everybody, I want to tell you that the Prairie Mobile text line is open, by the way. It is currently full of messages, but we'll get to them. Plus yours, 306-840-8777. Prairie Mobile is your authorized SAS Town Mobility dealer. Let's bring in Peter Labardius, and he will blush when I say this. But the highly popular Peter Labardius, by the way, from the Calgary Flames radio crew. How you doing, Lou? I am. Uh, I'm doing okay, Roddy. How are you guys? Good, good. Well, listen, I'm not going to uh, put you on the hot plate here. I'm going to ask you one Flames question. I want to talk about the other teams in the NHL. Actually, maybe two Flames questions. And one is, you, you can you you can put me on the grill. You can put me on the toaster. You put me wherever you want. I'm I good. know it's just hard to talk about when your team's losing. Trust me, I get it. But what is your deal? Are you traveling with the team? Are you home in Ontario, Cal? What what are you? How are you doing your job right now? Well, the way it works for pretty much everyone outside of national TV people, um, not even regional, is no one Roddy is traveling. So the way it works is we are very, very fortunate and lucky to still be able to do our jobs for the home games inside the arena. Um, but as far as doing games outside of Calgary, we do those games in our case from the boardroom at the radio station where, you know, we are calling it off of a couple of TV feeds. So that's that's how it is working. As everybody knows, you guys know all too well, um, you know, the world is very different and we're all trying to do our best when things change. And everything in our world changed about a year ago, which is almost hard to believe, isn't it, fellas, when you think about, in some ways, I can't believe it's been a year. In other ways, I think for many of us, it can feel like it's been 10. Um, and hmm. it applies, as far as I'm concerned, to everything. Everything has remnants of COVID 
and our world all over it, including hockey, including covering a hockey team, including the reaction of people watching their favorite hockey teams. I guess I shouldn't be surprised, guys. It's it's never been more different, and it speaks volumes to where things are in terms of the temperature. For sure. But, I mean, everybody in the NHL is a pro, so when I'm watching these games or listening, it's very hard to tell that whether they're at the arena or not based on listening. But I just the odd guy will throw in, oh, I can't see the ref's signal, and you can tell how angry they are that the screen didn't pick it up, right? But anyways... Thanks for explaining all that. And to the actual hockey, Lou, Flames a 5-1 loss to Ottawa yesterday. Uh, Matthew Kachuk seemed at a loss for words afterwards. Calgary's raging, from what I understand, as a city with the, the uh, plight of their team. What's your take on where they're at? Well, it, I could probably fill about three segments, Roddy, um, to be honest. Um, it applies to some of the other things that I talked about. So... Um, you know, it's it's funny, and, and I need to use some levity today because, frankly, it's 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 been hot. Um, you know, it's been hot to the point where in these kind of times, whether you do what I do, whether you're the players, I mean, the guy under the most heat right now is the coach. So it's always the coach, I find. Uh, even though that you can have the same patterns from the same people, you can change your coach – it always seems to be on the coach. And without being disrespectful, because I'm lucky, I have a platform, I have a platform right now. Um, you know, good old Ramps and I, the Silver Fox, <laughs> we were at a hockey game together in Saskatoon in the spring of 2011. And in my usual loud, typical, don't want anybody really to hear me, but half the building does, I almost wish I had this speech on the public address system. And what's a little troubling for me is how quickly we can turn. And, but that's the reality. But Rod, here's what I'm gonna ask you, okay? I need your help. And Double D, hope you're doing well. I, I don't ever seem to get a question from you anymore when I come from the show. But <laughs> He's always okay. busy. I love you, Lou. Okay. He's still in business. Uh, all right. All right. All right. That's fine. You know, I just, you know, he's one of my faves. So I just like to check in. Nice. You know, I love you. You nice know that. See him and hear from him. All right. Guy apparently never met a barber he liked like lately, but that's good too. <laughs> um, so anyway, my point is, Roddy, is this. These are very different times. And I don't think a lot of the players are necessarily handling the change and the newness. But what I want your help with is this. I just heard you coming into my segment say this. You expected the Calgary Flames to finish first in the West. Help me understand how you arrived there. I expected them to finish first points total in Canada because watching them last year, all they were really missing was a goaltender, and they signed the number one available free agent goaltender in Jacob Markstrom. And with the reaction afterwards, if you remember, hallelujah, we got our first goalie since Kipper. Away we go. Stanley Cup, here we come. That's without any knowledge, really, of what's going on on the inside of the organization. Well, I got a pretty good idea, but <clears throat> on ice, it seemed like Markstrom was all they needed. 
that they're a, they're a very talented team, Lou. You know that. <laughs> oh, hold it. Hold, hold it. Hold it for a sec. I'm not trying to be combative. I'm not. No, it's good. Where, where has this necessarily talented with elite people? So here's the bottom line, Rod. Here it is. Okay, I'm going to get to it as succinctly as I possibly can. Do you know where I think the whole fan base and everybody is kind of caught? Everybody keeps wanting this Calgary Flame team to be the team that they saw two years ago that finished first in the league in points. But what happened in the playoffs that year? They were beat by the Colorado Avalanche, the eighth seed, in five in a series where their best player was their goalie. So... To me, it's been hard for people to separate what was really about a four-month stretch where they got on an absolute roll, they dictated to other teams, and had the best point percentage in hockey. The problem is, what has happened since then? Well, since then, even in that season, the group wasn't able to take that into the playoffs. Last season... Um, they struggled. They were, you know, do or die, if you will, to make the playoffs. They got in. They did beat Winnipeg, but Winnipeg lost its best player in the first three minutes of the series. And against Dallas, were, were, they, were they the better team in that series? Cam Talbot, I think, along with Michael Backlund, and Bennett, Lucic, and Dylan Dubé were probably the guys driving the bus in the playoff. So that, to me, is where this team is at. And then the other reason, guys, that everybody is so hot, and Roddy, you've been around sports your whole life. You've seen the best, like me. You've seen teams go through hard times, like me. Here's what's troubling, and here's what people are having a tough time. Look at the Flames recently. So, Saturday afternoon, after a bad game in Ottawa, what did you do? You rallied. You looked like a really good team. And then the next game, last night, you're okay for one period. And then after that, something goes wrong, and you don't handle the adversity. So you lose again to Ottawa. Earlier on this trip, you went to Toronto you battled, you competed, you played your tail off, and you took three of four points from the team that I clearly feel, without question, is the best team in Canada. No question. Hands down. And they, to me, are at a level we have not seen for I don't even know how long with the Toronto Maple Leafs. Well, let me... So, go mm-hmm. ahead. No, no, just... So the problem people are having is I think it's easier, in a sense, sometimes when you go through a long losing skid and you get to a certain play. The problem with the Calgary Flames right now is for a couple of games, for a game here or there, they show you some of those things, Roddy, that off the top you said is why you thought they were going to get to a better play. I need to jump in. 
And I feel like taking this to a Starbucks or to Buddy's Steak, steak Ranch and we can have a coffee, uh, Pete, and, and, and go deeper into this. But if you really want to know, you had Calgary and Tampa Bay finishing atop their conferences, and they both did face plants in round one, as you know, that year that you're talking about. But who rallied and came back and won a Stanley Cup? And right. Calgary's got the talent to be the number one team in the NHL. I still think the talent is there. I Sorry, I do. And the, so right. they, they beat Winnipeg without breaking a sweat. And good on them in the play-in round last year. They had Dallas, I thought, with their foot on the Stars' throat and inexplicably gave up three goals in five minutes in what game was it, five? They had the Western Conference Six. champions on the ropes in my mind. So right. I do think the talent is there. And it's like, come on, guys, let's show us something here. I think what I'm getting from you is that it was a mirage, their regular season showings the last couple of years. And I'm sorry, I don't buy it because I think they're better than That's what fine. they've shown. Do I think they're better than what they've shown? Yes. So do I. But let's, let's, let's stop right there, Rod. Okay? The Tampa Bay Lightning won 62 games. But who are the Tampa Bay Lightning? You know who the Tampa Bay Lightning are? The Tampa Bay Lightning are a team that found themselves in the final four four times in the last six years before they got to the place they did in the summer and won the Stanley Cup. Right there. That is the difference. That's the difference. To me, you become an elite team not when you finish first in the standings one time, but over a span of time led by your core group when I judge, and when I judge is not in the regular season, it is in the playoffs. So when you are a constant participator over a span of time and you put yourself in sports in a position to knock on the door, at some point you're going to kick it in. That, to me, is the difference when you make that comparison. Are the Calgary Flames better than they're showing? Absolutely. But in the most difficult times... Have their better players been able to dictate to their opponent in the playoff? Yeah, well, you know, so a couple comments here, Lou, before we let you go. Scott Henbury from Great Westerns watching from the brewery in Saskatoon says, Morning from Great Western. Great to see you guys. Lou, if Calgary makes a change this season, what do you think? What do they do next? Or is this season a write-off? And do they need to start thinking about next season? I think he's talking about trades, a coach firing. Oh, my God, I don't think we got time for that. Glenn in Florida says you have to know what it's like to get there and lose before you figure out how to get there and win. I get that one. I guess we only got a minute, Lou, and I wanted to talk dub with you and stuff, but we got – that's okay. This took up too much time. I guess the question is what is next for the Flames? Great question from Scott at Great Western. It, 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 it is a great question. Here's the issue. This is a very difficult time to assess your team. It's hard to make trade. I think the best thing in many ways the Calgary Flames can do, and chances are someone here in the next little while, Roddy, will probably pay a price. But don't we find out about our group and people in the most difficult of times? So if all those things that we talked about, and they deserve an opportunity like you, 
I'm frustrated. Everybody's frustrated around this team because we see glimpses of much better. And with the goaltender and Chris Canev, you should be better. But right now, they're not. So that's why I keep turning back to these are the times in our world that test us. It's hard to assess. We can't do some of the things as a hockey team. Hey, you guys are perfect evidence. When it was hard, you guys found something new and you've worked at it and you've built it. This is a great time to accept. Is it fun as a fan? Nope. Is it a fun as a broadcaster? Nope. Is it fun for the ownership and the GM? Nope. Nope. But if you really want to know what your group and your core group is all about, this is a pretty good test, don't you think? For sure. And I apologize. They're screaming at me from Game Plus to go to a break. So, Lou, hey, the Pats are coming back. Let the good times roll. You're a jam. Look at what I'm wearing. Right here. I love it. I see it. The dub. Dub strong. Thanks, Lou. Be well. Sorry for being lengthy, guys. Take You're care. good. You're always good with us. Captain Lou. And we'll be right back with a sports up. Did you not hear? We got a I break. Know, but we'll I... be right back on Game Plus. <laughs> Head to YouTube.com slash The Rod Peterson Show now. You got to subscribe. Click the subscribe button for all the content you may have missed. Did you know you can catch all the best moments from the show on all our social media platforms? Now, back to the studio with Rob. Welcome back. Welcome back. I just want to point something out with Lou. He said, I know you're frustrated. We're all frustrated. I'm not frustrated. I don't even like the Calgary Flames. I'm frustrated because I picked him to be number one. That's a them problem, not a me problem. But anyways, thanks to Lou for coming on. And by the way, a shout out to the dub players who we have just found out are watching in the hub bubble over at the University of Regina. See you soon, boys. Stay safe. Enjoy the pasta. All the Flames fans are alive, right? Oh, yeah. Jason and Red Deer. Man, I love Lubo. That's such a Calgary thing. We used to call him Lou out here. Mark Zosel says, great interview. Hanging on every word. From Chris Robinson from Eastern Canada. Fantastic interview. Well, because Lou laid it on the line there. Colin in Ottawa. Ouch! And to think you guys should have a banner from 04. It was in. They got robbed. But you need to move on. I spent hours on the phone with somebody last night. You need to move on. They're not going back and replaying game seven, or game six in that case, of Calgary-Tampa. How many times have you heard me say that around here? Yeah, not happening. Yeah, you got to move on. Do you want to sit in that stagnant swamp of pity and poor me? Or do you want to be in the river and go with the flow? How many times have I said it? Flow, you are a river. Woosa. Forget about 04. It's over. Uh, sports update, different backup goalie, same result. Michael Hutchinson made 31 saves in the Maple Leafs, shut out the host Edmonton Oilers in their second straight game last night, 3-0. The Vancouver Canucks scored three first-period goals, and Thatcher Demko made 27 saves in a 4-0 victory over the Winnipeg Jets at Bell MTS Place. The Ottawa Senators have wins in four of their last five games following a 5-1 victory over the slumping Calgary Flames at Canadian Tire Centre. Here's one for you. 
and Clark. Nick Robertson had a goal and an assist. Alex Galchenyuk picked up a helper in his first game with the Marlies. And Toronto held on to beat the Manitoba Moose 4-2 in the AHL. Tamu Kivahelmi added a pair of... Say that again. <laughs> Tamu Kivahelmi added a pair of goals, including an empty netter. And Adam Brooks also scored for the Marlies. Brooksy right. Bucks! Let's go. Brooksy Bucks! Galchenyuk, who was acquired from Toronto or by Toronto from Carolina on February 15th, was making his Marley's debut. Jeff Mallett and Juna Luoto scored for the Moose. Toronto's Andrew D'Agostino made 19 saves for the win, while Mikhail Burden stopped 19 of 22 for the Moose. And earlier in the day, the Marley's named forward Richard Clune, the ninth captain in team history. Uh, Major League Baseball spring training. Pirates and Blue Jays tied it too. They did it in seven innings. Anthony Alford claimed by Pittsburgh off waivers from Toronto last August, homered off Robbie Ray. That is not the same Hannah Montana's dad. Different Robbie Ray. I was thinking Rob Ray, Buffalo Sabres. That's what I was thinking. <laughs> There's a lot of Robbie Rays out there. There's a few. There's a this few. guy got touched. In his spring training opener yesterday. And Rowdy Tellez doubled for the second straight day for the Toronto Blue Jays. But who the hell would know because they don't broadcast Blue Jays games in Canada. And the Raptors game against Detroit that was scheduled for tonight is being postponed until Wednesday. A move that the NBA hopes gives Toronto time to get back onto the floor. The Raps were scheduled to play Chicago on Sunday. And that game was postponed indefinitely because of positive COVID-19 tests and contact tracing issues. Everybody wants to say that we're so close. We're getting to the end of this thing. I don't see any sign that we're getting to the end of this thing. I think people are they're perennially optimistic. I, I appreciate that. But with news like this, what makes you think? that we're close to getting back. We're not. This sports update for Ballers Rec Room that can handle all your food and fun needs. Visit their website, ballersrecroom.com. And for Red Bull Canada, Red Bull gives you wings. Listen, I'm just going to break here, get back on schedule time-wise, and come back with a viewer takeover next. You're watching the RP Show on Game Plus TV Network, live daily on YouTube and Facebook, and listen live for Suds Full Service Car Wash, 24-hour sports talk at rodpeterson.com. Head to YouTube.com slash The Rod Peterson Show now. You gotta subscribe. Click the subscribe button for all the content you may have missed. Send us your opinions now. We won't victimize you unless you really deserve it. Now, back to your host, Rod Peterson. Haven't yelled at anybody yet today. Kind of yelled at me. No. <laughs> Day ain't over yet. I had a parent of a player text me and say, SJ's done. Here's the text on the Prairie Mobile text line. SJ's done. My player son just texted me. Here's how we do things around it. So I shot a text to the league. You were sitting right here. I won't say to whom. He goes, nope, not true. Still working on it. He goes, nothing's true till you hear it from me. So the SJ's not done yet. Saskatchewan Junior A. On Twitter, Todd in Winnipeg, regarding way back at the start with um, Bob Irving calling out TSN, the Hall of Fame voice of the Winnipeg Blue Bombers, saying TSN spends too much time promoting the NFL, not enough on the CFL. Todd in Winnipeg on Twitter writes, CFL fans are in complete denial on the popularity level of the league and how much attention they deserve. They deserve exactly how much they get. 
In fact, if TSN wasn't their broadcast partner, I would expect it would be even way less. Whoa. And he's a big Bomber fan. <laughs> like, he's not even being a hater. Whoa. Like, we're CFL guys around here, but he might have just mic dropped it right there. Well, how much do you expect when you're not, can't even decide if you're getting on the field or not? I know. It's really tough. I had a guy say to me yesterday, the whole rider board's watching you guys. The whole rider board's watching you. I said, that might be the problem. Go figure out a way to get on the field and don't worry about us. That's the big problem. Worried about the wrong things. You want to do a, uh, <laughs> a Mandy in Edmonton? Yes, you yelled at dupes and it was uncomfortable. Oh, because <laughs> we had to go to a commercial break? Do you understand? You'd think he'd know. <laughs> they don't get me. She doesn't get me yet. Thank God you do. Oh, of course. Can I say what I was going to say? Yeah, 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 yeah. I wanted... To wish Scott Henbury a happy birthday from Great Western. Because he was watching the Lou interview. So, uh, happy birthday, Scott. Thanks for watching. <laughs> oh, my God. Yeah, happy birthday, Scott. Hope you have a good, a nice uh, cold one here. Colin in uh, Ottawa says, how can you tell that Rod has daughters? He made a Hannah Montana reference that no one that doesn't have a daughter understood. It's not just about that. They came home one day and I was watching Hannah Montana. They're like, we're not even home and you're watching Hannah Montana. That's so weird. Get hooked on the storyline. That's line. what they said. Listen, I speak girl. Meow. <laughs> Curling report. All systems are go for the Canadian Men's Curling Championship, the Briar, after the women proved elite curling can happen in a pandemic. Curling Canada says no one tested positive for the COVID-19 virus during the Scotties, which concluded Sunday in Calgary. In an arena with no spectators, Kerry Anderson's team from Gimli, Manitoba, claimed a second straight title. About 500 on-site tests were conducted during the Hearts with no positive tests, Nolan Thiessen of Curling Canada said Monday. The Hearts was the first of four Curling Canada events relocated to Calgary in a hub city model. The men start arriving today in Calgary for the Briar. It opens Friday at Windsports Mark and McPhail Center. The 35-team field for the National Mixed Doubles, March 18th to the 25th, will be announced today. The Men's World Championship follows April 3rd to the 11th. A pair of Grand Slams, which are Rogers Sportsnet's properties, are also scheduled for Calgary in April. The women were confined to the arena and their hotel on either side of Trans-Canada Highway in Calgary's West End and drove themselves back and forth in rental cars. Could you imagine NHL players doing that? I want a driver. They bought into testing and self-isolation before and after arrival in Calgary, regular temperature checks, mandatory masks off the ice, and no socializing at the hotel with other teams with nary an eye roll or sigh, said Curling Canada's Nolan Thiessen. So there you go. There's your curling report. Not bad, eh? It's pretty good. See what we come up with for tomorrow. It's brought to you by Verge Agriculture, helping farmers plan and optimize their operations across every field. Try Verge's Precision Farm Tech software for free today at vergeag.com. What else you got over there, dupes? Anything? No, just taking it all in. I, I can tell. I'm just taking it. I'm Are you I'm enjoying the show today? I, I'm enjoying the show. I'm absorbing. It's good. <clears throat> Jeff the Stamps fan says, I'm old enough to remember when it was called the Labatt's Briar. Hmm. 
Well, it's not anymore. Uh, a lot of people getting into this, the CBC thing here. Robert and Prince Albert says, that's freaking hilarious. Just got a notification from Sportsnet about a game they're not going to broadcast. Jays versus Phillies. Yeah, first pitch at 12.07, but you can't watch it. That's just cruel what Sportsnet's doing. And uh, we'll kick this around maybe a little more next hour, but like I say, why have the Blue Jays not said anything? You're more of a business guy than me. What do you think's going on behind the scenes on that? Like, yeah. You've got to be furious. Yeah. Again, you talk about the family relationships, right? I don't think they're like, is it worth it to make a big stink about this? We've got a relationship with, uh, with Rogers, but they can't be happy. <laughs> Jeff in Winnipeg, boy, am I late to the party. You got that right. But we'll talk about the Jets next hour. We've got uh, Brad Kraft from the Saskatchewan Rattlers. Stick around through this break, everybody. See you on Game Plus or here on your favorite digital platform. For more Rod Peterson on demand, visit rodpeterson.com. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate megastores led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.